0: The amount of birds that the bird feeder is attracting is, uh, ah, boy. I think it's getting out of hand. At any given time, you can look out the back window, and there's 25 to 30 birds. They have decided they are going to get along, apparently, so now you've got this grouping of the finches who are in the most abundance. They're the little fuckers. For some reason, nobody picks on them. I don't know how it's happened, but there is some type of uh, uh, agreement amongst these, these normal factions that decided they want to get pissed off. For some reason, they're all getting along. The Red Wing Blackbird has no problem. The Pigeons... Usually, sometimes sometimes the pigeons get a little dickish. The robins are getting along. This enormous blue jay perched on the damn thing, and then everybody heads for the hills when the blue jay gets there. He's just too big. He's intimidating. About the only one that can stand up to the blue jay is maybe the robin. This dickhead blue jay gets in there, and uh, they just pig out. It's, it's remarkable. You add into the mix a new feral has been a- approaching the house. Well, he's not new. He's been around for a while, but he, he just started showing up on the scene again because I started feeding him. So now he's mine. Uh, Blackbeard the pirate. Blackbeard the pirate is probably going to murder some of these. We're going to f- start finding uh, bird carcasses because I have set up this fertile environment for murder in the backyard so this is all my fault it is the 16th of june 2021 this show happens each and every weekday in the baldwin ace hardware fear bunker studio the eric zane show podcast eric zane show podcast begins now
1: Hey, Hey, this is Patriot Nick, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast, where if you don't like what the host says, he'll
0: threaten to fight you in the streets. Hey, I'm a girl. Wait, that's not the right clip. Guess I have to fight you in the street. There you go. Now here's your host. I'll fight you in the street. Eric Zane. I don't care where it is. I will fight you in the street. Come on, guy. Come on, guy. Get your fucking skirt off and chug that fucking knee. Get this fucking show on the road. Come on, guy. Hi, right, welcome in, and this is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every weekday at about this same time. Uh, several ways to get the show. I uh, Love it when you listen to the audio podcast. Subscribe to any one of the uh, platforms that you uh, listen on and uh throw me a review uh five stars in a review i would love that or however many stars what do you think is what whatever you think it is uh on whatever podcasting platform all right facebook facebookcom zane fan page follow me there like the uh like the video if you could share it as well and um, indeed That is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. A Twitter video on Periscope, uh, or I should say Periscope video on Twitter. Thank you, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Congratulations in order to the Gilberts from Blue Frost IT. They bring in a new baby into the world. Uh, I'm told the big announcement, the official announcement is tomorrow with like a name you know i don't think they're going to do any uh ridiculous uh, um um reveal i don't know if it, does anybody ever do that a gender reveal after the baby is born i think it's a name reveal is what they're doing i don't know they're already making too big of a deal about it i mean uh, the the baby is born and this is the baby's name okay just say it is there really a reason to make me wait any longer about the name of the child? Isn't that what's going on, Joey? Joey broke the news to me. Oh, let's see how this uh, of how this one works. They oh no, it is a gender reveal. Holy shit! It's a it's a post birth gender reveal. What are you guys doing? So the child is born. Okay, so yesterday, Joey writes, Ashlyn and Alan had the baby yesterday. So that would have been Monday, I guess. And I wrote, is everything all right with the baby and with mom? You, know, you, you, want, you want to get that out of the way. You want to make sure. And then obviously, uh, everything is A-OK. You, uh, you don't want to be like, hey, congrats. And then, you know, it's not so good. There, there, there's trouble. So I asked Joey, and Joey broke the news to me. Yes, they're all doing great. I'm like, oh, well, thank God. And that's, you know, if I, if I hear nothing more on this, I figure I'll find out on a, on a need-to-know basis. But um, my next question was going to be, uh, uh, what's the kid's name? And then he gets ahead of it, and he says, oh, they're not revealing the name and the gender until Friday when Big Sister gets to meet the baby first. Oh. Come on! What are you doing? Like, she cares. She's not going to even remember that. Just tell the world what it is. Quit being all new age and weirdo. My God. Wasn't there a moment on the old Free Beer and Hot Wings show when um, Hot Wings and I got into a huge fight on the air because I called him a weirdo because he hadn't decided uh, on the gender of the child or something, or the, or the name of the child. It wasn't the gender of the child, idiot. Um, I think I forgot exactly what it was. I know we, I know I I called him a weirdo though on the air and then it got, that's what it was. Dirk says, Oh, he wouldn't tell me the name of their kid. So they had it. Are you telling me that they had it and he wouldn't tell me? Or it—it's they didn't know. I'm not—I—I I don't recall. I just remember getting angry. That's all I remember. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a moment to be sure. So that yeah, that's a, that's a thing though. You you can't really. When it comes to kids, especially, it isn't like the golden age when, you know, the kid is just born. You go, all right, here you go. Here's the baby. This is, this is so-and-so. Dirk says, I think it was potential names. Huge fight. Went to break. And it was never spoken of again. <laughs> uh, this person wrote, no, no, he wouldn't tell you. Okay, I'll have to, I'm getting two different stories. Joey says, you're going to get me in trouble. I didn't do, you didn't do anything. All you did was told me they are waiting until Friday. And I'm just telling you that that's, that's okay. That's theirs. That's wonderful. I just am like, come on, man. Tell us what's up. No, no. We want to wait. Why? What are you waiting for? What you wait for? As my aunt used to say, why, why, why is she waiting? I like it the old fashioned way. Just ah. No gender reveal. No, don't make a big deal out of anything. Just go for it. Here's a baby. Hold it up like freaking Lion King. Congratulations. No, in all seriousness, I'm just... Uh, I'm just... Uh, busting balls. No big deal. I see that the, uh, the immortal Stevie... Hi, O'Neal. I want to see O'Neal all the time. Uh, Stevie...
2: A girl, I can get drunk off of like four of them. Well, I see
0: O'Neal all the time. Is in, uh, is in Facebook jail. That seems strange. She got busted for for hate speech. What did you do? Did you threaten to beat somebody up? That's the thing. In Facebook, you can never say I'm going to kick your ass or Do you want to fight or something like that. Uh, They are very, very strict about that. I actually got in some trouble. Uh, Wasn't shut down completely, but I was given, like, the uh, warning from Facebook. You, you, uh, yeah, this is a problem. You better get this together. Uh, Dirk says, uh, going back to the um, um, incident that happened on the radio, you called him a weirdo, and he got super butt hurt. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Ah yes, the glory days. Speaking of kind of a fight, I um uh, I was put into a weird scenario where um, the other morning, as I was uh, uh, you know getting my coffee or whatever, and the NFK wakes up and uh, he comes stomping down the steps. Um you know part of uh, one of his uh, uh, daily chores is uh, is get his um get his ice water so he, he then he uh, puts his cup up to the ice maker and uh, the ice comes pouring out and uh, occasionally the ice will fly everywhere and wind up on the ground okay now this is frustrating for the NFK because his legs don't work like, uh, like yours and mine. He's like Forrest Gump when he still had the braces on, uh, which is why he gets really, really angry when he has to bend his legs and lower himself. This is not, this is something you and I take for granted uh, the NFK, a.k.a. Penguin Stein, uh, this is not easy. It's so frustrating that that was the reason why when we were on the nature hike in Grayling, Michigan, uh, in that little uh, uh, kind of like n- natural area inside where they have like stuffed bear and stuffed bobcats and, and, and different uh, exhibits for you to look at with kids going, oh, look, mommy, it's a stuffed beaver. The NFK's uh, uh, sweatshirt fell off of his shoulder and landed on the ground. And then surrounded by all those people, he was so frustrated. He said, fuck you, you fucking N-word to the sweatshirt. He looked down at it and, and it was the sweatshirt's fault that it fell off of his shoulder. And he gave it the finger while calling it the and N-word with all of those people around and I go, and I go, oh, no! and then he's bending, his, he picks it up and I go, I, I got it. I got it here. I'll get it. So, you know, bending over bending the legs to get lower is, eh, Oh boy, you're, you're going to piss him off. He's going to get pissed off. Now truth be told, if the NFK makes a mess, well, I shouldn't say if the NFK makes a mess, when the NFK does anything, there is a mess, no matter what it is, no matter what he touches, either it's smudged feces on the fridge or the microwave or uh, the, the remnants of, a, of an everything bagel completely across the countertop. Uh, It's almost like he lifts it out of the lenders uh, or the Thomas's bag and shakes all the sesame and pepper and sea salt off of the fucking thing onto my counter and then goes, oh, yeah, this is good. It's like, dude, why can't you just look at it and see it's an absolute fucking abortion there and clean up the mess? What? What? What's going? it's like you're trying to make the mess. I mean, my gosh. So. He is not like of the, uh, um, hey, I want to clean up after myself type of mindset. It doesn't resonate at all. So on any given moment, if shit goes flying, if I am not there, he is not going to clean it up. But if I'm there, I think he knows that he has to clean up after himself. I have found chunks of peanut butter on the cabinet handle. It's almost like he opens the peanut butter and gets uh, three uh, three quarters of the jar on his hand and then just wipes it on walls and then grabs the lid and then the lid has grooves all the way around the fucking edge of it and then the, the, the three quarters of the, the, uh, the contents of the peanut butter jar that are on his hand are now in those grooves. So imagine, I'm like, well, what the fuck? Taking the lid off and having to scrub the fucking... Grooves on the peanut butter lid. What? So when he holds his cup up to the ice thing and the ice goes flying and lands all on the ground, I look and I go, okay, now what is he going to do here? Let's watch him. And I hear him go, son of a bitch, motherfucking shit. Fuck. 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 He doesn't say the N-word, but now he knows. Now he would not pick that up. If I were not there. But he knows I heard it and saw it. Little ice cubes on the ground. Usually he just lets it go. And then it melts. And then I walk by. I step in it. And then I wipe it up. But he knows he can't do that. And he's pissed off now. Because he has to bend. Down he goes. Down he goes. Now. This is where. I raised an eyebrow, and I was like, I want to fucking stomp you in the throat right now. More so than I normally do when you leave a mess. Because O'Neill, who you can't see, is on the ground, uh, s- seated. He's He's sitting like dogs sit, and he's just looking at him, enjoying the festivities, enjoying the show. Okay. And then... While the NFK is lowering himself and reaching down to grab one fucking ice cube, he sees O'Neill and they're face to face. And what does he do? He shoved him. Fuck out of here. He pushed my dog. Okay. And I went, ah. And I don't know what stopped me. I don't know what stopped me. I guess I just didn't. And O'Neill's like, hey, what up, man? I am the world's sweetest dog. Are you serious? You don't push me. I've got clout in this household. I love everybody. Yes, I might eat poop, but you can't shove me, you fucking idiot. And I'm like, oh, boy. Now occasionally this type of aggressiveness comes out like I told you it's usually in this scenario when uh, uh, our our pal the NFK has to bend over. So I saw it and uh, I am now I wasn't expecting it but now I'm ready I didn't say anything at that moment I should have but now I'm watching. Because this has happened before where he's yelled at Daisy and called her a fucking asshole or something like that. And I'm like, hey, you know, she's been here a lot longer than you. And uh, yeah. don't don't call my dog that. Don't don't treat my dogs that way. Uh, they, they, I don't want to hear that. OK, if anybody's going to say fucking swear words in this house, it's fucking me. So watch your fucking mouth. Don't swear at my fucking dogs that way. That actually happened. He called Daisy a fucking asshole. And I go, hey, hey, okay, enough. I didn't call him an asshole. I go, "I go, enough. Don't. Do not do that. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And I go, so I don't let him get away with things. And um, for the most part, I mean, it's, it's give and take. There, there is a fine line. But there is, uh, he knows. And then if he step, if things get weird where he starts flapping his fucking arms when I'm trying to help him and treat me like shit. I usually get an apology. I always get an apology after the fact. After I say to him, I go, okay, that, now that is not okay. What you just did there is not okay. And just so you know, I'm pissed off. That's how these go. I didn't say anything at this exact moment, but then I, uh, I, I call over the queen of the forest, and I go, okay, so he aggressively shoved O'Neal, put his hands on him, pushed him. Um, that is not going to happen again. And uh, so just so you know, keep an eye on him. Do not, do not let him get away with that anymore. Just so you know, he does that from time to time. So O'Neill's like, hey, come on. I want to be your buddy. All right. Uh, Joey says O'Neal should have bit him. It wasn't a big deal. He just, he just, just any type of aggression towards any of my dogs. It's all to anybody. Um, Kenny says, you know, I watch him get the cat food out and get the cats all set up with food early in the morning. He didn't make a mess. That's an upset. That's an upset. Uh, this person says, I would address the use of the N-word. Yeah, probably a good good idea. Probably a good idea. I, I, don't, uh, I don't disagree with that. I, that should probably happen. I say, Hey, look, you, you got to understand. Calling calling the seat belt buckle a motherfucker uh uh is one thing because it doesn't whatever your hand's not working well but uh referring to the sweatshirt as the n word is just fucked we, can, we we need to take care of this we got we 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 gotta uh, Patrick says, who's NFK? And, you know, occasionally you get people new, so I, I'll explain this. And, and it's, um, hey, John, how are you, my cousin? Good, good to see you're uh, in attendance. The NFK is No Filter Kevin. July 30th, 2020, um, one half of the Doobie Brothers, David, died in his sleep. So the NFK is the one who had the hernia with his big testicle sticking out of his pants. Legendary story. Years ago, uh, he has epilepsy. He um, uh, About 25 years ago, he had a lobotomy. Uh, I, and I'm not making it up. His right temporal lobe of his brain, where all of the, um, the influx of, uh, of electrical impulses from the epilepsy, actually became... Uh, It went from being normal brain tissue from years of grand mal seizures to hard, calcified, uh, completely useless matter, which was part of the problem. So they had to go in and cut out part of his brain, which led to all sorts of uh, uh, memory issues and short-term problems and filter issues, which has led to now the life that he uh, leads with uh, no filter. Thus, the NFK. He has nowhere to live. We love him very much. He lives with us. He is, I don't want you to get an idea that he's like just some kind of asshole. He's not. He's a very loving, sweet, kind man. He does have a filter issue. Thus, the name the NFK. No filter, Kevin. He's here to stay. He is part of our family. So, we actually. Um, though I give you these stories, I, I give you these stories for comedic uh, uh, purpose, you know. Uh, I mean, minus the uh, uh, angry faces I see about him pushing my man O'Neill here, my sweet boy. Hi, handsome boy. Hi,
3: handsome boy.
0: I see O'Neill all the time. Oh, I want to see O'Neill all the time. When can I meet that boy? When can I meet that boy? Um, despite these stories, very, very sweet, very, very kind, loves us very much. We tell each other, we love each other. I don't want you to get the wrong idea, but that's not funny. I don't want to start the podcast. Say, Hey, my brother-in-law told me he loves me. That's not entertaining. I don't know. Maybe this isn't entertaining. I have no idea, but that's, uh, that's, that's the gist of it. So in fact, I cannot believe it. It is almost one year since, um, David passed away. Sarah Rook Ruck Rutsch says, my favorite story when he gave the middle finger to the freezer section at Meijer for not having his Chinese food. No, you're right. They, uh, the, what do you call it? The Mugu guy pan, the frozen container. Looks like a little pint of ice cream in the frozen food. Uh... He was sitting there looking for it, and he's like, "Oh God, where is it? Where is it?" And it takes him forever. He's looking at the frozen food, and finally, he goes, gives it the finger, and goes, "Fuck you, N-word." And I'm like, "God, oh, Kevin, stop, stop! You can, you gotta stop. Say the N-word, you fucking asshole." It's so, all right. Patrick says, thanks for the explanation, Zane. I just wanted to know the backstory on the uh, backstory on the good story. Love the show. Thank you, Patrick. You no, know, I love telling. I love filling you in all the time, and it's always good. Uh, legend. This is the guy, Patrick, um, who years ago, when David was alive, uh, David and Kevin and our kids went to the Whitecaps baseball game remember this is the hot zester incident this is the guy it was hot as hell a humid michigan night we go eat our asses off at the baseball game these two dudes drink till they're sick and they get in the minivan i'm driving this old minivan that uh uh, and, and they're in the back seat, and the kids are in the way back. My kids were all very, very little. And as soon as I get into the car, as I'm closing the door and turning on the ignition, the air starts pumping. I'm like, "Oh, thank God!" And I, I, uh, right into the cloth seats. It's like I just push out this. Only I could hear it, this rumbling fart. That as it, as the actual air mass left my body, I could feel. My actual butthole get warm, and I'm like, oh boy, that's just. You ever have that happen? You know, oh, I know that that's gonna stink. I know there is zero chance that this is not going to be the most horrible thing that is about to enter the olfactory region of these individuals. There is no way. (laughs) There is zero chance. Of a pleasant experience at this point. And I know it's happening. So the fart. If you can imagine this. um, Like if there's a way you could look at the air mass. Leaving the pants. The shorts. It hits the seat. And kind of. Rises up in the vehicle. And then right in the middle of the console. The air conditioning is blowing it. And the fart hits the jet stream and it just kicks it right back at about the time that i suspect that the invisible air mass is in the back seat i'm i'm backing up and i'm looking in the rearview mirror and i and i see scrunched up face on the nfk And he's looking around, and now I don't know it, but he's looking for an escape route. It turns out in the back seat there, those windows on this very old school minivan do not open, and he's um like actually pawing at, he's touching the window with his hands, but that's not going to do anything. And uh, uh, Dave, God rest his soul, is looking around, and he go, and I hear him go, "Oh no, oh no!" And then so I still see as I'm looking to the front of the vehicle inside of the, uh, into the rear view mirror, I see uh, uh, Kevin's image, his face frantically. And then all of a sudden he disappears. He's gone. He puts his head down and it turns out that he was, his head was down because he was puking and he threw up on his pants, like right on his lap, a big, he puked up all the ballpark food. And so I go, what? And then, he he lifts his head head up and I'm still looking in the rearview mirror and now his face is back in it with with just string and drool dripping off his face and chunk and he and he goes that fart got to me <laughs> that fart and Daddy goes Kevin did you just puke on your pants that fart got to me <laughs> and Dave's like oh God <laughs> holy shit. Ah. and it was described to me when I first told that story the day after it happened on the radio Uh, I I remember the quote how bad is it that your best option is to puke on your pants my god DC says I named my dog Zester after this story (laughs) Wait a minute. That's great. I am so happy to hear that. Um, backing up, I'm looking at some of the uh, comments. And by the way, the NFK, he says things like, and he does love the dogs. Yeah, he did have a moment where he pushed O'Neill. Oh, don't worry, O'Neill wasn't hurt. But uh, and and he does love O'Neill. In fact. Uh, he'll, he'll, uh, uh, well, I'll be petting him and he'll walk up and he always says something inappropriate instead of like, Oh, Hey, instead of like going, hi, O'Neill. I love that boy all the time. He'll say, man, I, man, I love that son of a bitch. It's always got to have some really aggressive swear word in it. Like I, and Hey Kevin, do you like Mugu guy pan? Man? I love that fucking shit. Melissa writes, I've been in Facebook jail twice, both times commenting on this podcast. Uh, The Fabricator 101, I think that's a new person. Welcome. Zane is like the NFK, only no brain surgery. Thank you. That's true. Dirk talking to Aram. Wait a minute. I think there's a discussion about coming up with old audio. About um, when I yelled at poor Chris when we got into that argument. Uh, I've got old FBHW saved, says Dirk. Anyone know when Chris's son was born, his firstborn? I may be able to find that segment. Oh, Oh, boy. I would not want to hear that. I wouldn't like that because that doesn't sound like it was a very pleasant moment. That would make me sad. Aram says, Dirk, that'd be awesome. I don't think so. I have the best ofs from 09 to. Oh, it's a 14, but the fight wouldn't have made it on there. Might need to ask Hot Wings how old his son is. I'll just leave that alone. Aram says, I was a podcaster and used to download all the files, and I never deleted them. I've got files between 07 to 13. Rather not give Hot Wings a heads up, though. I sent him a 1Z for his kid. Have to see if I can find. A record of that. John and Jennison, who is part of the old guard from the old Freeburn Hot Wing Show, says "Hot Zester Reset" has my stomach hurting from laughing. No, you can never, ever. Um, when those stories, those legendary moments, they have to get better every time you tell them. And I think hindsight being what it is, the story gets another layer every fucking time. And considering the fact that he's downstairs in the basement right now, he remembers the incident. Holy shit. Uh, Kenny has the quote that fart really got to me, man. Kate says the, the phrase "The fart got to me" is so funny." Yeah, it was it was legendary. Marcy says, I have never gotten tired of that story. Uh, Patrick says, LMAO, I made my cousin puke out the window from a bad fart. <laughs> Megan says, the story just made me laugh, cry. I needed that today. Oh. Sarah says, uh, I bet Gene could make a good Mugu guy pan. I guarantee you he could. Gene is the. Uh, is the cook that made the Asian food at the graduation party. Look, I guarantee you I could start a business for Gene in terms of being able to spread the word for his uh, cooking prowess. Can you imagine hosting a party and you had, like, Asian food festival and you just hired Gene to cook for you? You can do that. Gene actually does that. If you ever need a contact on Gene, let me know. And I will put you in touch with Gene. Not Mean Gene from the old uh, uh, Celebration Cinema podcast that we used to do. Which, by the way, that just stopped on its own. Sarah says, yes, we want him for Avery's grad party. That'll be in, what, a year? Okay, I'll let you know. Uh, When I was on with Ron and Mean Gene, um, right after the uh, the kidney donation, I talked to them a few times, and they're in Florida, and I don't know if they're ever coming back. But they just stopped. It's like well, another person just uh, left me hanging. Okay, I don't know. What did I do? Uh, um, they they probably are enjoying their type of retirement time. Megan says, will Gene meal prep for us? I'll eat that all week long. Oh, my God. You're not kidding. Uh, what the hell was I just... I had something in my brain I wanted to mention. It was... Um, from one of these comments. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to lose it. Shit. All right. Tio says the segment with Ron is my favorite segment from all the bits Easy has done. Really? Just talking movies with Ron? Well, yeah. You know what? I got to, I wonder if I can get him back on here. Uh, I'll send him a text when I get a few minutes later on today and see if we can rekindle the, the, uh, the, uh, romance of Ron and, uh, and mean Gene and do that podcast once again. All right. I need questions for dear meathead in 23 minutes. I forgot to mention this. I should have mentioned it earlier in 23 minutes, dear meathead will happen on this show. Another edition of Dear Meathead with my sweet as peaches, 87-year-old father, who, oh my gosh, the shish kebab bar that we are going to bring is going to—I mean, I'm telling you, folks, this is one of the greatest things that has ever happened to food, and I got it down, okay? And and uh, when you see the amount of food, you might think, oh my God, this is so cost, uh, this is so expensive. It's not. It's not at all. Just the cost of a couple of steaks that you cut up into one-inch chunks, a few chicken breasts, you know, the, the, the gigantic steroid-filled ones you cut, you cut up into one-inch chunks, and then uh, you, you buy some shrimp, some frozen shrimp that's already peeled, a big-ass big shrimp. You know, we're not talking about a ton of cash here because the marinates that you have to make by hand and, uh, and, and prepare the food that way – it, it does take time, but it's all shit that you keep in your house. You know, uh, after you buy it once, you don't really have to go and get it again. Uh, but uh, there are there, some steps involved in this to make your marinates. And that is the key, taking your time when you're doing the marinates for all of this. But you've got uh, uh, beef. You've got chicken. You've got shrimp. You've got vegetables. Um, and it is absolutely awesome. I cannot stress enough how good this is. The chicken itself is is a very citrusy styled chicken where um, you have to zest a lemon, a lime, and an orange. So like uh, you get a cheese grater and you take your uh, lemon, lime, and orange and you you uh, you you rub the outside of the. Uh, you, you rub the freaking uh, 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 citrus onto it and then the, all that little zest that comes off of there you're gonna end up putting that in with your with your various other uh, elements to make the marinade, and then it just it just gets infused into the chicken it has this crazy citrus like awesome grilled flavor to it it's like oh my god fuck it this is incredible holy I want to jizz. and then so I'm gonna bring all this stuff to my dad's on Sunday and the plan is father's day myself queen of the forest princess of the forest madison who got in way too late last night 1 a.m and i'm like i, I can't handle it to me she's still nine years old what the fuck are you doing she's she's going to be 19 in uh, in a month and a half or two months and i cannot handle that i i am it, it there's something about it i mean jacqueline When Jacqueline was 10 or 11, if she stayed out to 3 in the morning, I wouldn't care, okay? Uh, uh, Madison, though, it's different. I don't know what it is with the youngest child. Perhaps I'm getting older, but uh, I don't like the idea of you staying out past, uh, like, 9 p.m. I know you're going to college in a very short amount of time, but I am just not ready for this. So, fucking knock it off. And then she's got, like, this, this, uh, this young man that he's seen, okay? And uh, they're not yet boyfriend and girlfriend, I guess. You have to, like, kind of figure that out. And then I guess they're, they're – they but they do see each other, and I'm like, ah, oh, I hate that, too. And uh, the only saving grace is I think she could kick his ass. But I've got this uh, app on my phone where I can see where all of the players in my house are at any given moment, and they can see where I am too. So when I wake up at twelve forty-five, and uh, I go, "Well, she's she's got to be home, right?" There's no way she's not home. I grab the phone, I hit the button, and it's, she's three miles away from me. I'm like, "Fuck." Wake up, Diana. I go, she, she, she's not home. She's dead. She's, she's dead. Um, her phone's probably still there, but I'm guessing her body parts are scattered all over the city. Uh, we got to start planning the funeral. This is a terrible, terrible day. One minute later, Diana gets a return text and says, Yeah, I'm on the way home, so she's not dead. For a second there, I thought she was dead last night. That's an awful, awful feeling. I just can't handle it. Uh, So, all right. Madison, Diana, Eric, go see my dad. Uh, I'm going to ask the NFK if he wants to go. I love your fucking dad, man. I fucking love you, man. Shit, yeah, fuck. Uh, My dad will see all of the stuff that I'm bringing in. My dad is a oh, my God, you spent too much money, guy yeah like, it's not that there the the vegetables are not expensive the meat is not that this is not a big deal. This whole thing is twenty five bucks okay and we're gonna eat like uh fricking Robert Baratheon. so it's good. don't even worry about it we even take i even take like uh uh sweet corn like you chuck the corn and then you uh uh it's hard to do but you you cut rounds like little like uh half inch corn rounds and you stick the the skewers stick them on the skewers and, and roast the corn that way oh god you put like this balsamic vinegar marinate you, you brush that on the vegetables it's like oh my god it's incredible so i'm going to change my dad's life on sunday with the greatest shish kebab recipe that has ever uh been bestowed upon the world and all i did was ripped it off of the internet and talked it up on this show no you can't have it i not just going to give you the shish kebab recipe recipe. I can't talk. Sorry. I'll give it to you. Uh, what does Josh say? Now, I'm, I always read these backwards. So I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He says, uh, replying to Alexis Thompson. It's a broken promise. A lot of us would like it, but he hasn't followed through yet. What did I do now? Oh. There it is. We need a Zane cooking segment. Oh, absolutely. Alexis says, that's what I'm making for dinner. Share the recipe. All right, I'll share it. I will share it. I'll leave it in the show notes of the podcast. But I'm not going to do a video. Alexis says we need a uh, a show cooking segment. I agree with you. And then Josh says, Yeah, he's been wanting to do it for a while, but he's never done it. And I I I know what I know what you mean. Uh, that that is when it comes to the uh, content promises, 99% of them get broken. They're, they're great ideas, but I'm just too damn busy. I need more people here to help me. And uh, I, would, I, would love, I would love to be able to make one of those. Typically, those things get put on the uh, back burner. Charity things always get pushed to the front for the most part. Like the uh, AT Children's Project Race Against Mike Ball. The half marathon, Grand Rapids half marathon. Um, yeah, that, that, is, uh, that is definitely a front burner thing because it's, uh, well, it's you know, it's, it's, it's real. You got to raise money for sick kids, for God's sake. Which reminds me. Speaking of that. Very butt hurt. Mike Ball reached out to me yesterday because of the beating he took on this show. Uh, he's kind of, uh, doing the passive aggressive thing now. You know, I, I didn't really say anything that was, uh, out of line. I didn't think all I did was talk about the last time him and I raced. That's it. Which he ran very well in that race in 2016, that, uh, Grand Rapids triathlon, which is, uh, this weekend, in fact, and he's going to do very well in that. He is, he is way ahead of me in fitness without a doubt. My point was the time between the swim and the bike shouldn't be time for you to uh, uh, go to bed. You don't take a six-minute break in between events. And he's giving me all these excuses, excuses. i like, yeah, I was in the race. It took me 90 seconds to get my suit off and on my bike. It took you almost seven minutes. What are you doing? You can't do that. And you can't work for these events it's not easy work doing a half iron and then just blow it all And the transition. Come on. You want to win, don't you? I mean, if not, what are you doing it for? You're doing it just for kicks? Go out there and compete. Get to the transition fast. That was all I was saying. And oh, my God. <laughs> oh. He's sitting there. He's posted to Zaniac United like what some other time that he beat my ass or something like that. It's like, I wasn't denying that. I mean, whatever. I mean, uh, yeah, I know you've beaten me in the past. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut. It did happen. I'm not going to lie. I mean, 95% of the races that we were in together, I did beat you by at about a half hour. But occasionally, you know, if I uh, something happened, like I blew a tire or something had a mechanical, I mean, it wasn't anything because of like athletic and athletic ability. I've always been better than you. And I've got uh, 17 plus weeks to get better than you now. And I will on October 17th. I am going to embarrass the shit out of you. Okay, there, I said it. I'm going to win. And you are going to be able to bet as audience members on this matchup. I don't know uh, what I want to set for a goal in fundraising for the AT Children's Project. And truth be told, Mike has uh, used to come with us to Florida. He went with us to Florida many times for the uh, Disney Marathon. Okay. And he's raised a ton of money for the AT Children's Project with his lovely wife, Nicole, and their great kids. Um, uh, Ethan and no, yeah, Ethan and Connor, Gavin, McGregor, Connor McGregor. His kid's name is Connor McGregor. His son's name is Chloe. No, I forget. But you know, we would go down there for the Disney half uh, half marathon. Uh, I would line up in the front corral with Logan and the other winners, and Mike would be in like a. a Uh, W.W. or E.E. Is it way, way back there, you know? I'd be finishing the race and he'd be starting it. So, you know, he's been a big supporter of the AT Children's Project. Though slow, um, he's been a big supporter. So raising money for the AT Children's Project in such a poignant time after the uh, recent passing of uh, Kate Veldink. um, that, That means everything. So what you'll do is with a $25 donation, and I will have an actual site dedicated for this. It's not right now. I will tell, I'll direct you when the time is right. You will make a $25 donation, and then you will decide who is going to win with that donation. You get to bet. And the tiebreaker is, by how much? So you would say, Mike Ball, 10-minute victory. Whoever predicts the outcome and is closest in time wins the whole thing. What do you win? I have no idea. I have no clue. That's not the point. The point is to raise money for the underfunded children's charity that helps sick kids. That's the point. That's what we are doing. And we're going to use this, uh, this race as a vehicle to get that done. I'll set the goal low. I always do. I'll set the goal low of $1,000. I think we can raise that. I mean, I'm not a gigantic show like Sip Suds, and Smokes, which I still can't believe. It's 2 million freaking listeners a week. But I think we can come up with $1,000 for the AT Children's Project from all of you. You don't have to give 25 You can give more. 10 minutes away from Dear Meathead on this show. Brought to you by JM Synthetics. Hmm, What do I want to get to right now? I think I'm going to save the story about Tyson Fury versus Deontay Deontay Wilder in uh, the heavyweight boxing match July 24th. Something ridiculous happened. It's great. Uh, Let's talk about the paintball issue in Grand Rapids. Some asshole kids are driving around shooting innocent people with paintballs. You motherfuckers.
2: Drive-by paintball shootings. The brazen gunslingers are hitting Grand Rapids West Side.
0: Police are still looking for who's responsible. The only suspect information is a silver sedan. News 8's Heather Walker is learning it's a growing problem
3: across the country now, thanks in part to social media website TikTok.
2: These are the shells from the latest...
0: Uh, yeah, thanks in part to TikTok, but probably more thanks in part to asshole parents.
2: ...ball shooting. It may seem harmless, but in one state, it was nearly deadly. Here and here? Yeah, and then there's one over here. Steve Garvelink is the latest victim of these drive-by shootings. He says he was riding his bike yesterday afternoon, turning onto Mount Mercy Drive off of Bridge Street when he was hit coming down the hill. I uh, fell down on the the street and then I kind of just laid there and I was like, okay,
3: I'm covered in orange paint. That was a paintball gun noise. Yeah.
2: Not
0: a gun. Yeah, not a gun. I, I wish it was semen.
2: Days ago, Florida had a case where someone in a crowd that was targeted thought it was bullets and returned fire with a real gun. Wow. Hitting a 10-year-old boy behind the paintball gun. Holy
0: shit, I did not hear that. Did that that happen? So some asshole 10-year-old opens fire with the paintball gun on uh, some unsuspecting dude who pulls out a piece and shoots the kid. Holy shit. How do you, uh, I mean, when it comes to uh, uh, sorting that one out, does the guy who fired the weapon at the kid, is he in trouble now for that? Wow. I would hate to have to figure that one out.
2: ...him to the hospital. These drive-by paintball shootings have been shared on TikTok. A Chicago news station reported on them back in October. And now they're hitting the west side of Grand Rapids. Reports coming in of people getting hit over the weekend and into Monday.
3: A car drove by and hit me with... Probably six or seven shots with a paintball gun. Probably like 15 feet away too. (laughs) Close range. Yeah, close range shots.
2: His attack sent him off his bike and caused some welts. But Garvelink knows he was lucky. A wrong fall could have been deadly. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. If you have any information about these incidents, you're asked to call GRPD or Silent Observer. Reporting in Grand Rapids, Heather Walker, News 8.
0: Try to get old uh, Rick from TC Paintball on. (laughs) See if we can add any insight to this. I'm not taking his call. Come on, Rick.
1: Hi, you've reached Rick with
0: TC Paintball. So, all right. That's me. I know what this guy's going through because every single time we play paintball, I mean, I stink at it. I, I, I am so absolutely horrible at paintball. So, uh, and, and, and the guy's riding around, he doesn't have any gear on really. It is quite dangerous. I would want, I would, first of all, I'd be screaming like a bitch, but the fact that this even happens in the first place There is a lot of issues uh, going on in Grand Rapids right now with this type of uh, type of activity going on. And then you also have those jackasses who ride motorcycles. There's all these uh, dudes who ride around on motorcycles in Grand Rapids and they like uh, uh, throw it up on the sidewalk and they're doing burnouts. And then you see them, they're riding on the handlebars. This is a thing. This is how it is right now. And then you have, and then you have these groups of assholes who sit there and march in Grand Rapids and say defund the police? No, fuck that. More police. I I want to see cops with spike strips hidden, so that when these idiots go by on motorcycles and people shooting paintballs at innocent people, the cops are disabling vehicles, or they have like they're they're throwing wooden spears or metal rods into the spokes of these motorcycles. So that in the front, so that they fly over the handles and we get it all on video so that we can laugh at them as they lay in the street, defund the police. Fuck you. More police in Grand Rapids. They just had a lady who, um, she was running the Kalamazoo police. She was like in charge of, she was like the chief of police in Kalamazoo. And during last year's riots, which is, that's what they were riots. She, her approach to handling these fucking hoodlums that were marching through the street acting like assholes was to kick their ass, which is the appropriate behavior and response to people trying to wreck shit. If I'm, a, if I'm a chief of police and I say, all right, uh, so you're the new chief of police. What are you going to do when there's a riot? And I would say, well, I'm going to instruct the cops to beat the shit out of everybody. That's what I'm going to do uh we we'll end this quick we won't have any problem so anyway she uh her her way of handling it was to beat the shit out of everybody so in Kalamazoo uh the cops went it went in and kicked everybody's ass and that was it no more problems in Grand Rapids the whole city burned to the ground because they didn't kick their ass so it turns out though that this chief of police in Kalamazoo she gets fired well, Grand Rapids, they needed a... Uh, there was a position open for a non-policing position. I forget. Uh, I don't even know what the name of the position is. It doesn't even fucking matter. But they hired her. And she's like... A, she's like sits at a desk and pushes papers. I think she. it's actually like chief of staff. It sounds, wor- it sounds more high profile than it is. But she has no policing authority and people whatsoever. Well, the fucking idiots in Grand Rapids here. That they, that they hired her so they had, like, this stupid fucking march downtown. And I was like, oh, God, another reason to go kick their ass again. Do it. This is perfect. Have the chick they just hired, have her go out and put her in a tank. That's what you need to do. Shit. Defund the police. Eat my ass. All right. Dear Meathead, in just a minute. I want to remind you, hold on a second here, that's yesterday's, the open of this podcast and the live stream, brought to you by, of course, TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com. Don't shoot people in the street with paintball guns, shoot each other in the village, outdoors, or airplay, outside at dot tcpaintball. tcpaintballgr.com fully stocked pro shop book an event this is how it is you got like 10 guys in the office you want to do some team building gather them up they meet at tc paintball saturday at noon whatever it doesn't matter when okay it isn't you just walk in they throw a gun at you and you start shooting everything this is like uh uh, you're you're out on the field and there's referees and the teams are divided and they're broken up evenly and it's just people are throwing smoke grenades. It's awesome. It's like living a freaking video game. It is the entertainment thing that you can do uh, this summer. TC Paintball. Gather up the kids. Gather up the bros from work. Bachelor party. Bachelorette party. Doesn't matter. You hillbilly chicks would love this. Uh, TC Paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com. If you're in the market for a mortgage, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505, NMLS number 3035. Zane, I can't get a mortgage. My credit sucks. Yeah, I know. That happens. I want you to call upon Mario and let him uh, work his magic. If he gets you a mortgage and you have uh, credit issues, uh, there's no mistaking it. It's not going to be the best mortgage. However, you will be paying on your own house. And then when you make on-time payments for a year and a half, you redo the mortgage. You get a lower interest rate. That's how you build credit. It took a little while to get this screwed up. It's going to take a little while to fix it. Nobody's going to be able to wave a magic wand and get you out of that problem. But it can be done. There are even people who uh, uh, Mario deals with on a regular basis, and they're like, and he's like, I, I, I actually cannot get you a mortgage. However, if you do this, this, and this in six months, I think we can do it. That happens. Uh, situations change. Also, um, I bring all this up because not every mortgage person is created equal. Any mortgage guy can take a person with an 800 credit score and get them into a mortgage. That's easy. The good ones are the ones that do, do what Mario does. He it takes all comers. People with the 800 credit score, people with the 550 credit score. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. All right. It is time for Dear Meathead, brought to you by jm synthetics amsoil products online at jmsynthetics.com i think we need some questions i haven't even looked let's bring him in right now hey johnny on the spot guy good morning good morning dad how are you i'm okay yeah Sounds like I'm, yeah. uh, sounds like I'm, you sound like you're in a well. No, you don't have the speaker. What's that, dad?
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
0: You didn't have the speaker on.
1: The volume of the phone was messed up.
0: Uh-oh. Well, we can't have that. Oh, we had it fixed up. Okay. I'm doing okay. I'm looking at the uh, inbox on questions and everybody is asleep at the wheel today. I don't have any questions. I have one from the guy that you, (laughs) I I have one question from the guy that you sold the chainsaw to. Oh, okay. But so I'll get to that. So if anybody else has a question that they would like to ask dad on dear meathead, uh, please send them along. Eric at Eric Otherwise it's going to be a short episode. Okay. Well, hey. Yeah. Can't buy them all. No, we can't. We can't. So, Dad, before we get into it, um, well, I guess we we will get into it. Are, are you? Uh, I was just sharing with the audience what we are planning on doing Sunday for Father's Day. Oh. You got to What's going on? Well, Dad. <laughs> don't you remember we're uh, we're having our big Father's Day extravaganza at your house?
1: I I really had not thought about it, and then again, Joanna just brought to my attention that this is happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, Dad, it's really going to be fantastic. We have uh, big plans for food for five. Oh my god! Okay, so I know that you love shish kebab. It's one of your all-time favorites, right? Oh, of course. Okay, so are you the shrimp guy, the chicken guy, or the or the beef guy? Beef guy. Okay, I got plenty of that. Okay, so it's gonna well, be. It's gotta that's be, all it takes. It's gonna be marinated and prepared, and then, uh, and then uh, there is uh, uh, vegetables too uh, that we. Then I don't know if you like the uh, particular vegetables roasted, zucchini, corn, potatoes, uh, onion.
1: I love it. I love it. I'll tell you one thing about me. Just remember now, there is no food that, uh, that, that human beings eat that I do not like. Uh, that's a fact. Anything that's in front of me, I will eat and enjoy it. That's that's the way my character is.
0: Dad, I'm uh I'm writing this down and it says there's no food that human beings eat that I don't enjoy. That's correct. And then you added that's just my character. That
1: that is. That's that's a totally my upbringing. <laughs> It really is. Now, listen to what my breakfast used to be when I was a young kid. Yeah. Very young kid going to school. Right. A cup of tea and a slice of bread. That was my breakfast. Uh,
0: A cup of tea and a slice of bread? Bread.
1: A lot of slice. I I used to go buy the bread, which was across the street from my house. It's a big, long, it's called Sangak. Yeah. It'll hot out of the oven and we we'll go out there and eat it, probably uh quite a bit of bread.
0: Okay. Wow. That is uh well that that probably that, that makes you appreciate the good things that you have now. Oh, life is great
1: here. This is wonderful. And then my dinner was lunch hour.
0: Okay. And then maybe just a light snack of bread and water for dinner? A cup of tea, not water. <laughs> Tea tea and bread. Okay. Gotcha.
1: Quite a bit of bread that I used to go right across the street, which is a bakery. They bake it right there. Right. Uh, And uh, take it right across the street to to the house. It was hot out of the oven. I mean, you know, I I, I had a big rag and I'd hold it so it don't burn my hand.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you go over there with the rag, and you say, put the bread here, and then you walk home. No, no,
1: no. You just hold on to it. It's just about uh, one, two, almost three foot tall, the
0: bread. Uh, wait, three foot tall bread? Is that the type, Yes. Is that the type that they put? Uh, on... It's not that kind of bread. It's called Sangek. Sangek is a flat bread. Right, right. They, uh, they, they put it on the side of the cylinder that's hot inside of the ground. Yes. Yeah, I've seen it. I know how it's made. It's almost like uh, almost like a pita bread. Correct. Yeah.
1: Chloe used to uh, make it, and my my granddaughter. Yeah. Bring her over, mad for doing that.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. All right. So that that's going to be special. It's uh, myself, Diana, Madison, possibly Diana's brother, Kevin. I would like that. Definitely, I, I would like that. I know. I know you would. It's it's a really really a special group.
1: You know, Kevin's name is written on a long on a piece of paper. It's sitting right next to me here. So you won't forget. It. So I won't forget him.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, can you believe it has been almost one year since he moved into our residence? Oh my God, no, I don't believe it. Yeah, it was July. Well, it's only June 16th now, but it was July 30th that uh, David passed in his sleep
1: oh wow yeah wow! you know time really flies
0: i know it i know it it's it's uh it, it's tough to process sometimes time you know and it, it seems to be more prevalent uh my my awareness of it as i age but whatever
1: but joan makes a comment that we've been married for 40 years or 40 years Wait. And I could not even... I, I, can't, I can't even fathom to understand that it, time went by that I don't even... I'm not even aware of the time.
0: Wait a minute. You and Joanne have been married 40, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say because... That's that, a long yeah. time. Diane and I have been married 29. Well, it'll be 29 in July.
1: Oh, wow. That's a long time.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, well... So, Dad Tim, the guy who bought the chain, and I have your money for you. I'll, I'll bring the money with me. Uh, uh, Tim, so what has what he got a question? Well, he uh, he purchased the chainsaw from you, and his question is this, uh, dear meathead: uh, How much, if any, blood of yours is on this great chainsaw? That I- <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I don't think
1: the chainsaw ever damaged my hand.
0: No, No. even though you you know now I have video of you using the chainsaw with one hand, wearing no shoes, no shirt, and short pants. Correct. <laughs> that that is uh, that is not exactly uh, safe attire for using a chainsaw. Well,
1: my whole idea of chainsaw was uh, spread your legs so you don't cut your legs off, and take the chainsaw and put it on the board and cut it. Yeah trees i cut it off of trees Uh trees
0: trees yep 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 and we and you have uh uh, many dogs that have been recipients of those trees yes no one dog received it and you fell out of a tree and a power line got hit by a tree yeah yeah yeah, 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 it's incredible
1: hey hey you know that up north when you turn into your property start driving in a driveway that's got a lousy road yes sir That was two rows of trees from the time you get into that area and coming all the way to the end of your property and going through. That was where the people walked through cutting uh, the timber.
0: I know it. It's a logging trail.
1: Yes, a logging trail. And 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 all of those trees... Got cut down by
0: me. Right, you wanted to make sure that you did. You know, went in Rome. You know, you gotta, you yeah. gotta, you gotta bring these damn things down. Very good.
1: So hey, there was a challenge, and then we had a little trailer.
0: Remember the camping trailer? No, that we are parked in front of the tra- that, is, that is before my time. That property, you guys have been oh, okay, on that property okay. longer than I've been around. So, well, yeah. Um, your mother would remember that. Oh yeah. God rest her soul too, Uh, Dad. Lisa, Lisa writes this, Dad. Dear Meathead, I do a lot of work to keep my lawn looking nice, but this year we're being attacked by moles. What is your advice to get rid of moles? I've tried the, uh, I have tried the mole worms in the past, but one got pushed back up into the yard, and one of my dogs ate the worm. I don't know what she means by that. I am scared to try that method again. What should I do, Meathead? Wait a minute. Let's go over this again. the house is infested by what? No, uh, lawn. That, the, yard. the yard. Yeah, yeah. The uh, yard has. Uh,
1: oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have a little situation in here, almost similar to that, but it's not a. It's at the end of the property of my uh, my lot.
0: Oh, you got moles?
1: There's one little area that's got moles. Yes, and I. Uh. I don't. I. I don't really fool with them. You know. Well, Right but right uh, uh, it's a tough situation. You got to just keep. I really have no answer for that.
0: Well, I think I think that uh, there's experts that you can hire. It's a little bit it's a little bit more expensive, but you can hire the local people. They'll show up and they like guarantee the work, you know, for like the year. I think if you uh, if you do that, that's probably your best. I mean, that's what's worked for me. I you know, kind of like biting the bullet and have them do it, you know.
1: I don't even. Do we have a lot of moles? We, we don't have any. We don't have any moles. Yeah, we put grub killer all across the uh, uh,
0: yeah. lot. Right, right, okay. Just better. That that might help too because that eliminates the food source for the moles.
1: Yes. So yes, we've done some of
0: that. Uh, I guess in the short term, I would. For me, I know it's not my segment, but I would recommend having a professional do it. Uh, and then uh, start the process of keeping the grubs away.
1: it's a challenge to do that. It, it takes time and effort. Right?
0: Is it worth I know it? That. Is it worth it, Dad? I mean, do we? I mean, we spend so much money on on uh, fertilizers and stuff like that, and water to water the grass. Shouldn't we just let it go? No, no.
1: The beauty of a nice uh, even lot uh, or. Uh, a property that's clean and green and so forth is well worth it as far as I'm concerned. No, you can't, you can't just let it go. It looks like a crappy place to live in.
0: Dad, Richard writes, Dear Meathead, I have a yard issue as well. I seem to have been infested with ants. When I walk on my front yard and look down, it literally looks like I'm standing in a giant ant colony. Help me, Meathead.
1: Alright, now, Joanne can give you the little answer on that. Uh, don't, don't, didn't, didn't you have a, powder. is that the powder that you put in there? Sprinkle it on the anthill. Uh, all the, if you can find a an anthill, she says, you sprinkle it on the an anthill. Yeah. You it, mean, you mean like, take you, it down in
0: there and eat it and they die. You mean like baby powder? Oh, no, no. Baby well, powder well, works in
1: California, but it doesn't seem to do a lot of beer. Did you hear
0: that? Wow. I was kidding. I didn't realize that that actually does work.
1: Yeah, it does. Okay. But then, but then again, the ant killing powders or granules, or whichever it comes in, that's the best thing to do. They take it down into your nest and eat it, and okay. then they die there.
0: All right. Um, let's see. John writes, "Hello, meathead. I hope the summer is treating you well. I have a, I have a friend named Denny." Denny, Denny, who is really needy. Uh, We also have a friend named a girl, duh, who is really, who is really. That's a strange name. Yeah, it is. I think he means Amanda, who is really loud and obnoxious. So uh, the girl and the boy, you got the needy boy and the loud and obnoxious girl. We think that they'd make a good couple. How can we get them together for romance? Sign, John. Oh
1: boy, <laughs> you got some tough, tough questions <laughs> today. Uh, I, i good,
0: good. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe get these two together. That I think that's what he's suggesting. I don't. I don't know why. He's, I don't know why he's so obsessed with playing matchmaker, but it seems weird.
1: Well, the best thing is uh, have a gathering, uh, like a friendly gathering, and yeah. bring them both or invite them both together over there. Okay. Don't embellish it that you're doing that. Don't let it be known that there's a purpose of this gathering. Yeah. Oops. Uh huh. Just, just tell them that hey, uh, we're having a party or whatever it is, uh, and invite them both and let them uh,
0: yeah let the sparks fly let the magic happen Yeah,
1: let, let them decide uh, what they want to yeah, do I, I don't think people should get too involved in i agree matchmaking you know
0: i agree you just got to let that happen on its own yeah you just let it go and let it happen by itself you just encourage them to keep their chin up keep keep the smile on their face you know. Yeah,
1: they just tell them, hey, I got with my dear dear friends. We're inviting them to, and uh, you guys can come out and get you know. Right. Have a little gathering. Know, and Let it happen. If it doesn't happen, yeah. it's never never going to happen.
0: Right. You don't want them. You don't want to force them to make their own gravy.
1: Yeah, that really, it becomes an awkward situation.
0: Right. Right. Tyler writes this, dear meathead. Have you ever smelled a fart so bad that it made you throw up?
1: No, I have never. I would never be around it to begin with. all the time locking the kids in the car. <laughs> he was well, former
0: son-in-law locking the kids in a car. Oh, yeah, I remember that. He used to And leave. farted it. He, yeah, he was so tall. He could keep the doors locked by just reaching across the car. And,
1: uh, hey, and that's, you, that's to me uh, that, that person that does that. Yeah, uh, just a strange person. Yeah, you know
0: the la- anybody who makes someone throw up from afar.
1: Oh my gosh. it's a real animal. That, that, that's totally totally it's uncanny character.
0: It's horrible. It's a horrible
1: horrible thing. Yeah, I remember somebody that uh, did
0: that. Yeah, that's that's rough. Okay, dad, Uh, Nathan writes, dear meathead, our neighbors have too many kids and they keep trying to send them to my house consistently. Uh, How do I nicely make them stop? So I don't know. I guess he's like uh, at summertime, kids got nothing to do. They're banging on his door saying, hey, can we play? Or I don't know. I mean, how would you respond, dad, if there was kids banging on your door all throughout the day?
1: Well, I think you would have to put a stop to that. Okay. Uh, the stopping is would be if the kid knocked on the door and all that. Is it like uh, they got kids of their own that they put, get together and play?
0: I think so. Um, and so he's like, uh, you know, it's it's just too it's too much activity. People banging on the door all during the day. I think that, from what I understand,
1: I think. It really is not a bad situation that you can tell the parents, hey, listen, we love your kids, but it's nice that they can take, get together and my kids play, but we can't have them constantly coming on. You just got to be honest with yourself.
0: Yeah, I, you know, maybe like say, okay, you get one knock a day. You get one knock a day, and then that's it. And then Oh, then if
1: you want to play with my kids and all that, we, we will have the kids outside playing. And then uh either they come our kids will come to you and say, "Hey, you want to come out yeah uh, otherwise i I don't like to see the fact that you send the kids out to right. come out yeah. and play with your kids
0: uh when I was growing up, there was a neighbor. do you remember the Foguth family? Oh yeah, Mrs. Foguth uh, well, she yeah. uh, her kids were much her kids were much older than me, and uh so she had a whole bunch of like toys. That was left over after the kids grew up. Well, she made the mistake of giving me a toy one day. And I was like feeding a cat because every day I would go back there saying, Hey, can I have more toys? And she would give me her kids old stuff until she had nothing left. Can you, I mean, seriously, that is a, that is a needy kid. I'm lucky. She didn't like uh, bury me in the backyard.
1: People think that they're doing a loving thing or doing that, and this, this, those kind of people, they're not that many are around anymore. Because people are generally realize that uh, we can't be too involved in doing this kind of thing. Exactly,
0: exactly. We need we need less interaction with children, is what you're saying.
1: I think, the, yeah. I think the parents should get involved. And say, hey, listen. Uh, we appreciate what you're doing, but we don't yeah. want that anymore. Yeah, I mean, can you he... stop that?
0: Yes, we need less children. You know, the
1: best thing is, really, be honest with people. If something is bothering you that it doesn't bother someone else, you got to go approach them and tell them, hey, this is what it is. Can you stop it?
0: Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: And don't worry about hurting their feelings. If you're going to hurt their feelings, I'd rather see see you hurt their feelings than them hurting your feelings.
0: So what you're suggesting there, Dad, is the world would be a better place if we were more mean to children.
1: No. No. Get the parents out of the equation. Okay. Don't have them send it over to come out there and play with my kids. Yes. The kids make their own friends and friendship. If you don't think it's a proper thing to do... yeah. Just don't let your own kids mingle with
0: them. Yes, I I totally get that, Dad. I can absolutely understand where you're coming from. Really? Well, Dad, here we go. Uh, it is Wednesday, and I am going to see you Sunday. We are all very very excited about this. It is going to be a amazing amazing adventure. Not only will I be there, but your your uh, your um, your son Jim and his wife Sandy, and maybe their kids. Uh, my niece and nephew will be there. I mean, this is spectacular. You know, I
1: didn't realize that you guys are working on something like that. I really did not, and this is awesome.
0: Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. So make sure you, folks, just uh, you, uh, keep looking forward to that. Every day we're one day closer to this big event.
1: You know, hey, let me just explain something about your father. You know, I didn't even think about Father's Day. No, I, no, I really didn't. All of a sudden, this gotten to be a, a, a really uh, like a plus that uh, th- this is happening. It's exciting. You know, It's it exciting? I never get ex- got excited about that Father's Day or you know anything that pertains to me, because it's just another day. I, I treated it as. All of a sudden, my kids are men, grown up and they want to do something of this magnitude for their father, it it started to make me think, hey, this is a really important good thing that they're doing. I appreciate the fact that they were recognizing what I am and who I am, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So wait a minute. Are you telling me that at 87 years old you're just now understanding Father's Day?
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, no. no, There's been some my wife <laughs> embellishes things that that's Oh, of course. thing
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: If yeah it wasn't for her i would
0: have known anything oh about yeah well you know, on. i mean whatever i mean sometimes you got to stop but
1: and- i didn't i didn't put any kind of a significant value on it
0: okay well you got to uh you got to do now yeah you got to stop and smell the roses it's going to be incredible <laughs> so hey and it's also a father's day for you too so yeah that's why that's why the way i want to spend it well, I I
1: really am looking forward to this.
0: Okay, well here we go. Okay, well hold that thought then, and then you can spend the rest of the week looking forward to that. Okay. And see you on Sunday. I shall. Okay. All right, guys. Well, I love you very much, and so does the audience. You know, everybody loves you guys. In the
1: meanwhile, I love you too, honey. In the meanwhile, hug your sweetheart. I I really feel
0: bad for her. Injury and all that. Oh, she's doing much better. She's getting there and uh, she's even going to go back to work very soon uh, at the YMCA. She works in the kids' zone. Really? Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's, that's, uh, she's doing much better. She's still got her rehab going on, but she's getting there, Dad.
1: All uh, right. That's awesome, honey. And tell her we love her <laughs> and uh, really looking forward and seeing her.
0: Yeah. Hey, Jason writes this. Happy Father's Day, Dad. I brought you tea and bread.
1: (laughs) I I love you, my man. I love you. And I want to add one other thing. Do not leave uh, my favorite guy that's living with you guys. Oh, Kevin.
0: No, hell no. Kevin. Bring your arm. Oh, he loves you, man. He loves you so much. Oh, hey, I love him. He's a nice man. Yeah, I'm telling you, I want to see you and him have a race.
1: Well, no, I I can see some of his point and his side, and I yeah. cannot see. Anywhere? No, you. you know. The world that this can happen—that he stays home, that you, you guys yeah. come out and visit no, me. No, no. What,
0: what I mean is, when we get to your house, he's gonna get out of the car, and then I'm gonna line you guys up, and I'm gonna say, "On your mark, get set, go," and you gotta go to the fence, touch the fence, and come back. And whoever wins gets the big prize. I ain't running, buddy. <laughs> no, I know it's gonna. It'll probably take. It'll probably take like four hours. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Okay. No,
1: I cannot run. Okay.
0: okay. All right, Dad. I love you very much. Love you, Joy. I love
1: you, and thanks for your call, and yes. have a wonderful day, and see you when I see you. Yes. Okay.
0: Sunday. Sunday it is. Okay, thanks. All right, honey. I love you. Love you, too. Bye. Bye-bye. There you go. Another amazing round of Dear Meathead, the tea and bread edition. Nice touch there, Jason Schaefer. Uh, Alexis says, "Is there a bet on how many swear words the NFK says?" You know what? He only swears here, and it, because you know, there was the moment when I said, "Kevin, this is last year. We're gonna be around a group of people. You want to go up north?" No. Why? Because I'm afraid. The quote: "I'm afraid I'll say cock." I don't, what? What? <laughs> he? But but uh, I. We, we broke the ice last time we were together, and he hasn't sworn once. Not once. He is full of shit. He only swears when he's here, okay? Then he's, because that's when he's comfortable. When there's, like, he walls himself off a little bit somehow, which is what normal people do. Somehow the filter starts to work um, when he's around people that he doesn't see every day. So I have yet to have an uncomfortable moment when, but I think as he gets more and more time with these people, he's going to start to tell them to go fuck themselves, which is going to be awesome. We want this to happen. Okay? All right. Dear Meathead brought to you by JM Synthetics. Love those guys. Get AMSOIL products at jmsynthetics.com. Uh, shop there and then call up my man, Jason Mays at JM Synthetics, 616 747 and then say, Jason, this is what I want. Send it to me. And then uh, you, send a, you, you pay him via Venmo or whatever cash app, and then that's it. I know it sounds like a lot, but uh, it's, 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 it helps Jason that way, and uh, he stays on as a sponsor. So buy some oil, buy some AMS Oil products. If you're a DIY pro from Jason Mays at JM Synthetics. I think I got to go pee. I definitely have to pee. Hang on. Let me put up my little graphic that says... Back in a minute, taking a pee. And I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. no I'm done oh you got an echo I oh okay I'm back I am back um so did you see the story about the kids going somebody go around shooting people with paintballs out of their car
3: yeah I saw it I'm trying to ignore
0: it uh anybody uh anybody bring up uh I mean because you know being what you do for a living that uh, must uh I must drive you crazy you know you want to keep the uh, paintball activity to the uh, paintball field
3: exactly yeah that gives us a bad name and a bad uh, a bad uh, view from the general public but uh, I, I can tell you this that they were the pictures I saw it was all orange filled paintballs and I don't carry those so they didn't buy those from me uh, they could have bought gear from me but they didn't buy the paintballs from me
0: so you if you saw that um if you saw that they had purchased the paint from you because you saw that, that, that whatever color it, well, it potentially could have purchased the paint from you, correct?
3: Not that orange, but they, I mean, that's the only ones that I saw in pictures. I mean, because, it's possible that yeah. they had purchased paint from me as well. Who knows? Right.
0: You, you just don't sell orange paint.
3: Yeah, not, not as a rule. I just haven't had it in stock in a long time.
0: Uh, have you ever, when you were stupid and young, done anything like this? I mean, we
3: were all stupid and young at one point, right? Um, I, I've done some stu- some dumb shit in my life, but i I never really, I never really put anybody else at risk. I mean, I uh, I think the dumb shit that I was into, I put myself at risk.
0: Take us back to the spot where you were for the world famous paintball gauntlet that captivated the world literally the world when uh when the world famous producer joe went running nearly nude on a cold november day
3: well you can see when uh you can see when my paint hits them if you watch that video because I'm, i just got back from a tournament that week and i had a, a let over high-end paint which is super bright And you see the yellow hit him, and he turns absolutely yellow with a really thick yellow, almost like a mustard yellow fill. It was awesome. And then uh, the funny part is, there's a a device that you shoot your gun over, uh, it's called a chronograph, to tell you how fast the balls are coming out. And the faster they come out, the more it hurts. Um, I was late, I think I was a little hungover that morning, and I was late coming to that event. And I didn't crown on my gun, I just grabbed it and went. I pulled in the parking lot and everyone was waiting for me because I was bringing shit and I shot the shit out of Joe on a fast rate of fire, like faster than you play with when you play with my guns. I had to step faster and then when I got back to my store that day, I was curious, so I shot my gun over the chrono and it was shooting way too hot. (laughs) The the industry-wide speed limit is 300 feet per second, which is pretty hot in and of itself. But I checked my gun and it was like 320. So yeah, yeah, some of those welts were my fault.
0: I uh I you know having experience getting lit up you know I mean the probably the worst is you know sometimes you have a young player who is gonna shoot you several times like like when I get shot every single game which is every single game um you know depending on the I mean if it's a young person uh, by the time I put my hand up I'm already shot three or four times I'd probably get three or four times in addition to that the last time I got welted a pretty damn good. I, and I know how much that hurts through through clothes. But Joe had no clothes on. That is unbelievable pain that he had to endure.
3: That was pretty insane, yeah. And you can see it, too. You know, when he, he tries to hide behind that little skinny tree, yeah. sticking out both sides of it. <laughs> that, is, that is so damn funny.
0: You know, now that was uh, the better part of a decade and a half ago. Okay. Jeez, really? Yeah, and um oh, so god. I I am guessing that was um 2005-2006.
3: That's insane, isn't it? We're yeah. getting
0: old. And the, and the actual tree that he hid behind has grown, but it still has color on it.
3: I think he still stick out both sides. Oh <laughs> my god.
0: Incredible. It's you know, it's funny
3: that you mentioned uh, your own personal acumen to paintball i think you and i need to have a little private session so you can start putting it on these listeners a little bit Uh i think they're getting a little bit too cocky
0: oh uh, uh, i am so bad at this but i i have even if i even anything you have taught me once i get in the game i'm so damn anxiety filled i just suck i'm terrible i'd rather just hide that goes away with
3: time. You, you're, yeah. you're overplaying it now. Yeah, I haven't I taught you much, and I kind of enjoy just kind of letting it happen. But I think I need to give you a few pointers. And okay. you're, you'll, be, you'll be surprised if I can tell you just a small handful of things how your performance will, will, will shoot right up. You'll, you'll be shooting people when you'll be in those games. In competitive. Not that you're not sometimes, and it's mostly new players, but I think, uh, I think we need to have just a little bit of a skill session, and uh, okay. we need to see a little progression out of the old Eric Zane.
0: August is our next paintball event, Rick. Do we have a date on that?
3: Well, I threw one at you before, but I got to apologize because I'm so damn busy. I just got back from Oklahoma. I was there for eight days. Um, I've been busy going from this event to that event and planning the next event. But originally, I sent you a date, and that date's no longer going to work because I got to squeeze in a family camping trip with my family. Yeah, I don't even remember what that date
0: was. I don't even remember what it was. was.
3: I just looked at my calendar and the date that will work for me the best is August 8th, the second Sunday in August.
0: Okay. I'll, I'll cross-reference it and we'll figure that out.
3: Okay. That's good. So, and Mitch, just uh, a Farming farmer just texted me too, to find out what day. And I wanted to, I want to reach out to my wife beforehand to, before I gave it to you. I wanted to make sure it was good with her because she feels like the odd man out with all these different, uh, the all these different events I have going on that I'm, 100 percent prepared for and then i get to a family camping trip and i'm like i don't know what are we doing you right know? So yes feels like i'm not planning anything for them at all
0: okay well, let's uh let's let's pencil that one in right now um yeah absolutely so then uh the other big news you have decided to pay your workers 15 dollars an hour take us through that
3: Oh, boy. I already do pay most of my workers $15 an hour. The argument is not that I'm going to pay my workers. The argument is that it needs to be not mandatory, (laughs) that if you have uh, um, minimum skill, you deserve minimum wage. And as you get in (laughs) and you develop some traction and you learn how to do one thing after another, then that needs to go up at a at a appropriate rate with how fast you're <laughs> developing skill. I know. You can't just give it away. Look, Listen, we're in a situation right now where all of a sudden Gretchen Wimmer is going to give <laughs> money to people to go back to work because we can't get them back to work. So if we give them too much, they're not going to work hard. I mean, that's, that's the generation I'm from. You work hard for your shit, you get benefit for it. You don't just sit around and get benefit for no reason. That doesn't make sense at all.
0: Can you imagine uh, you when you're 80 years old, the uh, lectures you're going to be giving people—it's going to be epic. I mean, seriously, <laughs> you're, it's going to be fantastic. You're going to get me going, aren't you? All right, Rick. I appreciate you as always. Okay, watch out for those kids shooting paintballs at uh, civilians. And there was a story where uh, um, it happened in Florida, and uh, the guy who got shot thought that he was getting fired upon by like a uh, by an actual someone with a gun, and he shot back with his pistol. Good. But the guy ended up getting in trouble, from what I am understanding. Uh, well, I, you know what? No, I, know take what? The, I take it back. I take it back. Bored.
3: Bunch the, of unemployed individuals that are bored. Hey, take away the unemployment, and they got to go to work, and they ain't got no time to drive around shooting
0: people. This is—I I got that wrong. The uh, the the father, the idiot dad, uh, was persuading his ten-year-old son to participate in this. Isn't that crazy? So yeah, so so the is. dad says, "Hey, son, shoot that guy." Uh, 20, 26 uh, year old Michael Williams.
3: Well, some uh, people shouldn't have kids, but at the same time, people are bored. Take away the free money, put them back to work. <laughs> and They won't have time for stupid shit. <laughs> we, we, we got into super shit when we were kids cause we were bored and we had too much time on our hands. Now we got responsibilities and shit to answer for. We don't yeah. do stupid shit. There like that you anymore. go. Look at that. Hey, it hey,
0: hey, I'd vote for you, Rick. I would vote for you.
3: Oh, uh, there's no way I'm running for anything. You don't want all my skeletons in my closet. No, my I do Hey, yep. um. I just, I just posted a video on my Facebook last night, and I noticed you didn't like it, so you must not be following
0: me. I didn't but see it. But go watch
3: that video. It's a pretty good once-over my facility. It's cool.
0: Oh, okay. I'll check that out, and I should follow you. So, yeah, Facebook.com uh, d- uh, slash uh, TC Paintball.
3: TC Paintball, GR, or my personal one. I, I, I share okay. everything on my personal
0: one. Okay. All right, buddy. Well, I'll talk to you very soon. Talk to you soon. See you, Rick about. from TC Paintball, always a treat. Uh, I like it that he didn't uh, – he, he, uh, he's going to uh, listen back to that and say, oh, my God, I talked too fast. No, you know, you did fine. Come on. All right. I cannot wait to tell you about – okay. There was a time when boxing was the biggest thing in the world okay back when i grew up in the 80s oh my god tommy hearns tommy the hitman hearns incredible fighter marvin Hagler, god rest his soul sugar ray leonard roberto duran uh and then of course mike tyson emerging in the mid 80s the heavyweight a heavyweight it was so incredible the it was the glory years of boxing okay um during that time when Tyson was uh, dominating and then everything went to shit, there was a young man born about 32 years ago in England to a gypsy family. I mean, actual gypsies named, uh, to the Fury family. And Mr. Fury named his son Tyson because he loved Mike Tyson so much. So uh, Tyson Fury is born the gypsy King he's described as, uh, and he uh, goes on to have a uh, professional boxing career, and he's in it right now. He's 32 years old, heavyweight boxer, and there is a fight coming up July 24, which I would not have any idea even happened because I don't really follow it, and I don't know shit about any of this. I know Tyson Fury because it was like a uh, real sports special on him about being a gypsy. Um, uh, Tyson Fury, heavyweight champion. Uh, In 2018, he fought a guy by the name of Deontay Wilder. It was a draw. They fought again in 2020. Fury won. Uh, In that fight... Following the fight's conclusion, Wilder attempted to explain his defeat to Tyson Fury by attributing it to a number of different factors, including that his quote, "Water was spiked as if as if I took a muscle relaxer." He also said that his ring walk in costume was quote, "way too heavy for me." It weighed 40 pounds with the helmet and all the batteries. So This idiot walks into the ring with, I don't know, an Iron Man costume? What the fuck? (laughs) And so that's a big, that's what he said because it was heavy. The costume was heavy. Uh, How about you just walk into the ring? Mike Tyson used to walk to the ring wearing just a sweatshirt with the arms cut off. And like no one with him, he would just walk into the ring and just wait for his opponent and then just eyeball him and beat the shit out of him. He also said, Deontay Wilder, that Tyson Fury had scratched flesh out of my ears, which caused them to bleed. I don't know how that could have happened. You're wearing boxing gloves. Wilder's attempts at justifying his loss were widely criticized and labeled by many as excuses, including by Tyson Fury himself. Former Undisputed Heavyweight Champion Mike Tyson also uh, bashed Deontay Wilder for that. Despite the widespread criticism of Wilder's allegations, for which he provided no substantial evidence to support, he did not back down. On October 31st, 2020, he issued a series of statements on social media continuing to accuse Fury of cheating, as well as asking for a third bout. Well, that is happening in a month. Okay. So, yesterday is the day that Tyson Fury, these two gigantic men, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder are going to get together with the backdrop of their promotional poster. And then their uh, loudmouth contingents are going to be, you know, you, you kind of stare at each other and try uh, draw up some hype for the fight. And I think this kind of did it uh, because it's just so stupid. I, uh, I love, uh, uh, hype for a fight. I love it. I think more than the fights themselves. I have never even once purchased any pay-per-view ever ever by the way um the paul versus mayweather fight had over 1 million people purchase that fight you fucking idiots there are that means that there are 1 million assholes in the world today for sure to purchase that catastrophe how embarrassing is it that people are so stupid that they will spend their hard-earned money on a stupid event like that. My God, those idiot fights make the WWE look like Shakespeare in the Park. So Wilder and uh, Fury are gonna have their little confrontation where they stare at each other and then that's it. Well, what they did was uh, they Wilder announced, "I am not going to speak." And then, so he had an announcement that he's not going to talk. And then he puts on his headphones, he walks to the front of the stage, and then Fury stands, walks up to the stage. In fact, I got to get this. I'll share it with you while I play the audio. Mm-mm-mm. It's called Longest Boxing Face Off Standoff Ever. Give me a second. Uh, share screen. You're going to love this. Okay. Now we're in business. So here's Fury. Here's Wilder. And they're just, uh, Fury says a couple of things, Wilder doesn't speak. Now look at at the bottom here. This the uh, time bar. This guy goes on for almost six seconds between these two heavyweights, just staring at each other. <laughs> and there's a moment. There's a moment when, uh, like the MC, she she says, "Okay, boys, um, if there is there's a way I can get you to now stare for uh, look forward." And they don't they don't even acknowledge her. They 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 just continue to stare at each other. And this goes on and on. And on. And I, you know what? This is brilliant. Because otherwise, I would not even have paid attention to any of this for this third fight. Now, you see this dude back here? Uh, he's going to end up getting pretty mouthy. At some point in this, uh, of this of this nonsense, and I'm kind of bumping ahead right here, they decide there's, there's a chick. She's like, hey, how's it going? And all these dudes are taking their pictures here. It's all good. You know? Everybody's having a great old time. Uh, and so this continues on again, just staring at each other and, uh, okay. Now, now all these guys start to kind of mill around. People start to wander over. They let's, let's uh, see if we can, what we can do here. And, uh, so this guy right here, I got the cursor over him. He's got a mask on. He's saying one thing and one thing only. he's saying two times, two times. he keeps saying two times and this this big guy right here, this gypsy dude here, he keeps mouthing off and uh he's got a, 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 a English accent or Irish accent or something like that. so there's kind of like this back and forth and this goes on and on and on and I'm gonna play the audio for it coming up here in just a second, but then it uh, i'll uh, I'll play the audio while i um while I continue to roll the video. So hold on a second here. Um, um,
2: there you go. Two times, two times, two times, uh? two times, two times, two times, two
1: times, <laughs>
3: Two times. Two times. Two times.
0: Hey, I heard somebody say, you bitch, bitch boy." Wow. So the the black guy keeps saying two times, two times, and then uh, Tyson, uh, the the fat ass guy who looked like Mick Foley behind Fury, is talking shit to dude saying two times,
2: two times, good that I said that
1: we two times, two times. Two time. time two time no time. Two time
0: It was two time no time. time two time No time. Yeah, yeah. Time. Co- yeah. Back, Another KO
1: retire him this time. Retire this time. Retire this time. Yeah. Pack of
0: shit houses. Calls him no a pack of shit houses? That's a that's a g that's a new one. Two times. It can easily
1: be like my type of you. Two, two time. time. Two
2: times.
3: There it is. Two
1: times.
2: Two time. Or tell me two time. Two times. Two time. Two time. Yep. Two so one
1: punch yeah. yeah. you. Two time. Two time. Two time. Or two time.
3: Me and you. No problem. Okay. No, no. You two want. times. Okay. We, so
0: now like Mick Foley here, he wants to, uh, the guy who looks like Mick Foley with the beard behind Fury, uh, is, he wants to fight this guy who keeps saying two times. Two times. By the way, is there anything more stupid in the world than a bunch of idiot uh, 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 jackasses like this talking tough to each other? What an embarrassment on humanity this is! This is just the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, I mean, there there is a little method to the madness. I mean, I am a little excited for the fight now after this. So, I mean, that's the point, right? So, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's okay, but it's just a, it's just so fucking stupid to me. Yeah, keep
3: trying. Yeah, keep trying. Try. let anybody any 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 no any Come on.
1: Yeah, we gon' see the perspective. Yeah. Yeah. We gon' see. Two time. No jokes here.
3: good,
0: to All your big ass. Two time. There we go. Last two time two you go. play your big ass, you got... <laughs> down, didn't you? This time, <laughs> get up. You yeah. your fire, fire. shut your fucking mouth.
2: Shut your mouth. Two time. I love the British dudes. I love these fucking gypsies Go like, <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. Two time. Two time. <laughs> you, two time. Two time. Two time. Two time
3: you well, good,
1: good. Guys, to run.
0: Sit over there. <laughs> that's his. That's his parting shot. Sit over there. You can't. You can't do all that, and your and your and your parting shot be. Oh, you got to sit over there. Oh, huh? sit over there. Yes. Fuck you. And sit over there. Sit over there. Two times. <laughs> and that's uh, if if you're watching the stream here. They a dude here, Deontay Wilder, he eventually was like, Okay, that's enough. I've had it. And then he puts on his glasses, walks away, and then they're like, Oh, we won! We won! Yeah, two time. Sit over there. Okay. How dumb. Uh, Josh writes, This is more boring than watching the podcast. Okay, you know, I'm a sensitive soul. Uh, What the hell is wrong with you? Mitch writes, Rick needs to be a co-host or maybe have his own segment once a week. Oh, absolutely. Rick is a talent. 100%. I cannot agree more joey writes boxing is such garbage now as soon as they started doing the crap with the celebrities the respect for the sport went out the window for me you know though i i think that when you watch those stupid celebrity boxing events and these idiots try to perform in the ring and you see how ridiculously hard it is to actually box effectively and not look like a complete idiot uh, there is some real skill in, 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 in dodging punches, throwing punches, connecting all while your heart is beating out of your chest and you weigh 255 pounds. All right, hang on. Okay. So I'm kind of looking forward to the fight. I am a little more now, so I guess it worked. Josh writes, oh, come on. I'm joking, you pussy. I'm here almost every day if I don't work the night before. I love watching and commenting. Of course you do. I'm just being an idiot. Okay. Two time. Go sit over there. That's what I tell you, Josh. Go sit over there. Sit over there. Sit over there. Okay. Uh, Fury got in some trouble. He was banned from boxing or something like that. What the hell happened to him? Uh, Early life... uh, Left school when he was eleven. Joined his uh, joined his father and three brothers tarmacking roads. His mother Amber had fourteen pregnancies in, to- in total, but only four of the children survived. Go sit over there. Um. He began boxing at the age of ten. His father acted as his trainer until 2011 when his father was jailed for gouging out the eye of another gypsy due to a long-standing feud. They don't like to be called gypsies. They're so travelers. Go sit over there, traveler.
3: Sit over there.
0: Um, so, yeah, his dad pulled out the eye of some dude. Oh, my God. Fury's uncle, Huey Fury, trained him until he passed in 2014. And then his other uncle, Peter. He trained Tyson Fury in preparation for his fight with Vladimir Klitschko. Peter Fury was previously jailed for 10 years. His dad, or Peter Fury, uh, uh, once built an extensive illegal empire at the heart of the gangland drug scenes in England. And also ran a drug empire from behind bars. Fury himself has not had trouble with the law. The Fury family has a long history in boxing. Fury's father competed in the 1980s as Gypsy John Fury, initially as a bare knuckle and unlicensed boxer, and then as a pro. So very, very colorful history to Tyson Fury. Sit over there. Uh, He had to uh, relinquish his world titles for a period of time. I don't want to get into it. He's had issues, but he's back. All right. Enough of that shit. Thanks again to my friends at Horizon Hydroponics for being on board with the show. John and Bridget, you are the best four brick and mortar locations on alpine and grand rapids growers outlet in byron center kalamazoo and lansing michigan if you have a green thumb you like to grow things call upon horizon hydroponics could be your garden outside could be those big gigantic cannabis plants whatever it may be they are the experts they have all the knowledge that you need uh, to improve your grow, H O R I Z E N hydroponics.com. If you don't go to the brick and mortar stores, you can always uh, buy it online and pick it up. Uh, save 10% when you use the coupon code ZANE SHOW at checkout when you buy it online. If you're not in the uh, area, areas where I talk that they are, you can have it shipped, excuse me, anywhere in the USA for free. If you order 250 bucks or more worth of stuff, from Horizon Hydroponics, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com. Coupon show uh, coupon code Zane Show at checkout. Thanks again to A&E Heating and Cooling. Joe Martinez is in attendance. He rolled his eyes when we started talking about the minimum wage. Aeheatingcooling.net. Remember the dot .net. If you go to a dot .com, there's another A-E Heating and Cooling like in San Francisco or something, aeheatingcooling.net. Call Joe, 616-516-8579. 616-516-8579. Call or text. If you have a problem, after-hours service call, it's going to bend you over the pinata, but you're going to get it, uh, the problem solved. Or if you need an appointment about an estimate on a new central air system, which, by the way, he installs the best in the business. Everybody knows that the Comfort Maker brand is the best. If you're not getting the Comfort Maker, you're getting shit. The Comfort Maker brand of air conditioning and furnaces. Have it installed, and Joe will throw in the Remy Halo for free. That will clean the air in your home. He'll install it as part of the uh, job that you uh, hire him for. A and E, heating and cooling. Um, NBA legend and all-around hilarious dude, Charles Barkley, is pissed off. He is sick of cancel culture. And he is now leaving. Well, he says in two years he's going to quit. Leaving the show inside the NBA. Uh, I love this guy. In fact, what you need to do is you need to look up a podcast called, um, what's the name of the guy, Hank Azaria. He does uh, Brockmire. You need to look up the Brockmire podcast. And I know in episode one, he interviewed Charles Barkley. The character Brockmire, Hank Azaria, is in character. Brockmire's character, the the character is a um, former baseball announcer who gets sent away from the game because he says something terrible on the air. And the way he comes back is through like um, minor league baseball or something like this. It's like Kenny Powers for an announcer. And um, so the the podcast is him in character interviewing real people. So it's hilarious. He's asking stupid shit to these people. His guest one was Charles Barkley, and I talked about this before. It's fucking great. His second show was Rich Eisen. I did not listen to that entire show. He interviews Jamel Hill. He interviews Dan Patrick. Uh, Joy Taylor. I don't know who that is. Joe Buck. That was released today. It's listed as the feud between Jim Brockmire and Joe Buck keeps escalating until they are brawling over Matt Vaskergian's Armenian pubic hair. <laughs> How the hell did I get onto this? Charles Barkley. Chuck was on WJFK the other day. And... You know, I have always loved this guy. He says what he does not give a fuck and says whatever the hell he wants. And it's okay because, you know, rarely it's just the matter of fact way he speaks the truth. You know, I love it. It's absolutely great. He's not worried about who he's offending or anything. Now, I want to be perfectly clear here. Some of you seem to think that there is no place for cancel culture there is there absolutely is a place for cancel culture okay and this is what i mean by that i'm not saying one person deserves it more than the other you just have to understand that sometime a brand doesn't want to be associated with certain things so that's what this is all about and you got to understand that you i mean though you have the ability to say whatever you want if we get out of the idea, if you lose the idea that you can say whatever you want with no consequences, you aren't learning anything. That makes it's going to validate your assholeism even more. Okay? If you say stupid shit and nothing happens to you, you will continue to say stupid shit and and uh without rhyme or reason, you know? It sometimes is necessary. There is some, there are, sometimes there is a time and a place to be canceled. Too bad. Deal with it. Figure it out. We all have to. I've been canceled myself. I haven't liked it. You gotta, you gotta understand when I, when I say that, I mean, God, getting fired. That is getting canceled. Oh, we just can't deal with you anymore. Fuck you. Okay. I better learn a lesson. That's the way it goes. We've been getting canceled forever. Chuck Barkley, though, of all the people, no. Uh, Whenever he says what he says, it's joking. He's screwing around. He is saying that his wanting to leave inside the NBA is because of cancel culture. He says we can't even have fun anymore. I'm going to play you a clip of him during the interview because the one thing in particular that stands out is when he was talking about – years ago, he talked about how fat the women are in San Antonio and it's, it was just hilarious. Um, I I think the, um, I'm going to, I'm going to actually take what he says here. It's gotten out of hand right now. I couldn't imagine having to watch myself. You can't even have fun nowadays with these jackasses trying to get you canceled and things like that. Barkley slammed, uh, jackasses, the social justice warriors who launch online attacks, and even criticize his bosses and co hosts on TNT. I think you got to be careful. If you're like, let's say you're TNT, or somebody um, comes after and says, hey, your, your, your guy said this. I do think that some pl- uh, places need to actually say, well, too fucking bad. Deal with it. That does need to happen. But there are times that it's, it's no, it can be avoided, it can't be ignored. Uh, one of the times that it should be ignored is with Chuck Barkley. It should always be ignored with Chuck Barkley. Because we all know he's grown to say what he wants to say, and, he, and everybody takes it with a grain of salt. It's stupid. It's comedy. Chuck says, I couldn't imagine having to watch myself. It's gotten so out of hand you, can, you can't have fun. As a result, he will be out the door in two years. He says, I'm just having fun talking about sports. I'm trying to hang on for another couple of years until I'm 60, and then they can kiss my ass. I'm only working until 60. I've already told him that. We can't even have fun anymore. We had fun all these years, and now all of a sudden, the last year and a half, everybody's trying to get everybody fired, and it really sucks, Chuck says. Chuck says cancel culture is chilling the chemistry between him and his co-hosts, which has made the show a smash since Barkley joined in 2000. Let me pick it up here. From the interview.
2: If you crack a joke the wrong way, they're like, Oh no, 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 no. You crossed the line. I mean, they won't even let me talk about San Antonio anymore. You know? <laughs> when I, you know what I'm always talking about, them big old women down in San Antonio? They're like, Charles, we got one lady that wrote an article. Yeah. I'm like,
0: I think, think when he said it, he goes, they're eating too many churros or something like
2: that. First of all, I didn't call anybody personally fat in San Antonio. <laughs> I was just joking around. And, well, this one lady wrote this article. I'm like, so y'all going to let one lady. We've been having fun with this for probably 10, 15 years. <laughs> and, 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 and when we go to San Antonio, yeah. the people are having a blast with it. I mean, the people in San Antonio, they, they had T-shirts made up. Now, I, mean, I don't have to go back there anymore because their team sucks. My life is dick
0: <laughs> Okay, it, it cut off there. But I think he's got a point. I, you know, that would, be, that would be a sad day if Charles Barkley, of all people, had to be canceled. Come on now. Ridiculous. Speaking of canceled, uh, we touched on this yesterday. The cancellation of Chrissy Teigen. Now there's a reason why this one is good and it is because of the hypocrisy and the sinister nature of what has happened here. And I I've, I've covered this with you and but it's worth just kind of rehashing a lot of re rehashing again I don't want to say go back and listen to what I said before. You, I mean this is this is important. For years she was like there shouldn't be bullying on Twitter. This is uh, we got to protect each other and I'm the and uh, this that and the other thing. And then uh, in, in March, she was talking about how she's getting off Twitter because it's just people are too mean to her. And then a month ago, Courtney Stodden said, "Yeah, she told me to kill myself ten years ago when I was 16 years old. She told me to commit suicide in a DM." Well, you know, and so the apology tour she did one a week ago it it did not stick. She's losing all these uh, high profile uh, uh, deals to uh, partner with her. And it's great. It's awesome. This is, this is, this is great. This is the cancel culture that I'm talking about. That is very, very good. Okay. It isn't just because she's woke and to the left. It's like, no, let the lesson be learned. You dumb fuck. That's what you get. You asshole. You were seriously telling a kid to kill herself or themselves, whatever she refers to herself as, Staden. So fuck you. Okay? Yesterday I talked about how she did round two of apology to her because she keeps hemorrhaging money. Tegan. Well. One of the people, okay, she was talking in the most recent apology about, oh, yeah, there's more people I have to say sorry to, too. I guess she told other people to go kill themselves. And this came out today. Uh, Michael Costello, who I had not heard of, I don't know who that is, I guess is a fashion designer. Uh, He was, is... was okay when tegan apologized the story i talked about her apologizing the second time she was referring to him apparently she said something terrible to this guy and told him to kill himself she tells everybody to kill themselves she told this guy to kill himself and so the mom saw that and she goes well why didn't i i know who she's apologizing she's apologizing to my son michael costello fashion designer but uh uh she she's got to apologize like who she, i mean it's a shitty apology." So now his mom. This continues to backfire. She continues to try to, you know, navigate these weirdo pussy apologies. When all she needs to do, see, she's doing this all wrong. She needs to just go away. She's keeping it on everybody's mind. I wouldn't be talking about this had this not kept surfacing. What you do is you just shut it down for six months, and then you come back, and everybody forgets. Kyle Larson, Kyle Larson, uh, with the way he did it, it's it's perfect. It's just vanish. Uh, Morgan Wallen, go away. Come back. It's simple. You don't sit there and apologize every week, you asshole. Michael Costello's mother said in an interview Tuesday that Tegan's bullying of the Project Runway star years ago, through a text ex- uh, text exchange, she said Tegan's apology Monday did not mention his name and demands she do another apology it terrified me. Nancy told uh, uh, us of her fashion designer's post, fashion designer son's post about suicidal thoughts on Monday. Uh no, wait a minute. She saw the post that Tegan wrote and it terrified her. The damage is done. She never knew that Michael would post those text messages. It would have meant a lot to Michael if uh, they would have heard her speak his name, maybe now she will. Well, I didn't even know that she told that guy to kill himself too. Uh, I feared that Michael would take his life because the fashion industry is his life. If he loses that, he feels he has nothing to live for. The, The mother said her son showed interest in fashion at a young age when he was a teen living in California. Uh, and so when it came down to the fact that the the fact that she said, Oh, yeah, why don't you go kill yourself for whatever the fuck reason? It was rough. It's just crazy that this is all coming back to haunt her as such a hypocrite. Michael first went public with his alleged bullying from Tegan on Monday. He claimed, uh, the drama between him and Tegan began years ago over a social media misunderstanding that seemingly was faked to make Costello appear racist, but was later proven to be nothing more than a set of photoshopped images from a disgruntled employee. That got Teagan going. Michael claimed in a statement that he tried feverishly to reason with Teigen and explain to her that the alleged social media post was indeed fake, but Tegan had no interest in hearing him out and only pressed to Costello her intention for him to get what's coming to him uh tegan also allegedly wrote according to supposed screenshots of her conversation with costello that the reality star and a-list designer's career was over adding just watch implying that tegan has skin in the game to make such a vanishing happen so this is all very very bad for chrissy tegan and i it makes me very happy that this is happening serves you right you idiot don't cancel Chuck and cancel her. There are, There is some good cancel culture. We, we have to agree on this. This is this is not disputable. She Some deserve this. It absolutely has to happen. Oh, uh, yes. We say cancel culture until it happens to me. Oh no. Shut up. Uh, Josh says Larson is currently dominating in NASCAR. I know it. You see, that's what you do. You drop the N word. You ca- I mean, he's having a great year. He is having a great year because he said the N word. I can't even get behind that joke. Melissa writes, I used to like John legend, but she ruined that too. Can't believe He, he married her. uh, Joey says cancel culture is a shit state on society. It's a propaganda movement. So one side can't have their opinions heard. Are you, are you thick? Are you, do you wake up and say, I'm just going to say stupid shit in the chat of the Eric Zane show podcast. Is that your goal? Cancel culture fucking is important. Case in fucking point. There are times when this needs to happen. Chrissy Teigen, yes. Chuck Barkley, no. Jeez. Dirk says, a brand deciding to part ways with someone is one thing. The mob stopping that person from any revenue is another. Agreed. You're right. You are right. And cancel culture will affect all of us one day. Chris, are you thick? (laughs) Okay. My gosh. We are moments away from the asshole of the day. Who's it going to be? i will be on patreon when this podcast is over i have news on vince neal uh, i'm sorry i said it wrong vince meal last we ta- talked about vince meal he was giving up at his first concert of 2021 in the middle of girls 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 Do we have that audio Remember the, the the band? His band is like, uh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! He's about to quit mid-song. The band's like, all right, Nick's gonna pull, Nick's gonna pull it here. Uh, Vince's gonna pull it together here. What I call him Nick. Vince is ready to go. He he can sing this song. the stage. Fat ass. Hot hot. Girls, girls, girls. Okay. What happened in concert two for Vince? Was it as bad as that? I, uh, that might be the most disgraceful thing that I've ever witnessed in the history of entertainment. You're on, uh, get after it, you know? Perform, you dick. Even if you have to hum it, even if you're just dancing to say, ah, oh, smell you later, and the band keeps playing on the Patreon. You need to know what happened in his second show of 2021. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Your support on the Patreon keeps the lights on and keeps these 8 million dogs and cats and birds fed. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. You get the daily bonus Patreon podcast. You get the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Smarter than a former drug dealer trivia the Lost Zane Recordings, and the Insane Asylum. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Five or ten bucks a month. Convert it to a yearly and save 10%. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair. Grand Rapids Hybrid. six one six five three two sixty six hundred. 532 I said that wrong. Irvine's Auto Repair. Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Did you see the announcement that General Motors has said that by the year 2035, they will only be making electric vehicles. Wow. I, that is really incredible to me. Um, my goodness. So I'll be, what, 64 years old, and that is all that they'll be making? They won't even be making combustion motor cars? It's coming, man. Is it the same... Though, I mean, if the uh, let's just say for this discussion that the point of that is to reduce the dependency on fossil fuel and to clean up the air, to reduce the emissions. If you reduce the emissions, if all the cars are EV, um, the, there has to be energy created to get into the electric vehicles that come from power plants. Does that mean that the, what they spew to make the power, is that going to be less of a problem for the planet than the combustion motors with all the cars? It's got to, right? Boy, I am, uh, I am very intrigued to uh, see in our lifetime the changes that will take place. Because if you were to look at some sources, it would say that in the lifetime of people like me, and damn well, sure. My kids, they, they will experience a time, according to some, when there's no more fuel, <laughs> no more crude oil. Now, it depends on where you look at that. Others, other sources say we will never have that problem ever. I don't know what to believe. Some will probably try to convince me after these comments but I am very intrigued to see what the world is going to be like with everybody driving electric cars. It's kind of cool. Actually. I just, the only thing I fear of is if we run out of oil, you realize everything we have in the world is made from oil, like all plastics. Uh, I mean, it would, it would set the, uh, the world back in terms of hospital care. Like you wouldn't believe if there was no more uh, crude oil to manufacture all of the medical instruments that we have, on a day-to-day basis but i don't know maybe if we cut it all out of the cars we'll have enough left over to be able to keep our hospital care sorry anyway that all comes up because of irvine's auto repair grand rapids hybrid and ev they'll be ready they're ready right now Uh, if you need any of your vehicles repaired call upon irvine's 616-532-6600 It's a auto repair facility in beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan. No matter where you are in the area, you have a trusted source. It is Megan and the staff at Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. E-R-V-I-N-E-S, not I-R, E-R-V-I-N-E-S, Irvine's.com. And finally, bringing up the rear. A set of cornhole boards can be had if you call upon Cornhole America. CornholeAmerica.com, the best cornhole boards made in the world today, hands down. Yes, they are more expensive than the garbage you buy at the grocery store. Those will break by the end of the night. Buy your last set of cornhole boards now. And oh, by the way, put anything and i mean anything your initials your lovely wife's face your asshole on the set of cornhole boards it doesn't matter cornhole uh, cornholeamerica.com. you can even put whatever you want on the custom made bags everything about this is custom made quality like you wouldn't believe set uh, made to the standards of the professional cornholers association whatever the hell they're called cornholeamerica.com think about this for Father's Day order a set of boards for your dad for Father's Day shipped anywhere in the USA cornholeamerica.com started with one man, Jason Duflo's idea when he went to a party, probably got shit face drunk and saw a set of boards and said I can make that, this is a number of years ago, made that set of boards and Then he, they told two friends, they told two friends word of mouth, and then the next thing you know cornhole America is born awesome, love that story Finally, if you want me to promote your business, reach out, Eric, at ericsaintshow.com. Dirk writes, solar power can't handle the load. The technology isn't there yet, so it'll still be powered by oil and or coal. A replacement battery is $14,000. Have fun buying a spare. Oh, my God. Uh, Dirk says, the market should drive which way the industry goes. Innovation is good, but if people aren't going to buy it, it's ridiculous to put claims out there like that. It sounded weird weird to me, too. I cannot imagine that type of boldness, man. Kenny says, just keep drilling, find more oil. By the way, Fair Bunker North, up north, like up where, where I'm at, back before uh, when my dad owned it, uh, there was a oil company that thought that there was a vast amount of oil under the ground there and there still might be but they actually set up a fucking derrick like there will be blood uh, and, and we're drilling for like two years at Fear Bunker North not at actually our property but like a mile south of it <laughs> can you imagine if I I will drink your milkshake my god what a great movie Uh, some of you if you know you know there will be blood with daniel day lewis the bowling scene oh my god what an incredible movie it's so good it's dark as shit though holy fuck the deaf kid great movie there will be blood not for the faint of heart It'll turn it, it, You will never ever look at a bowling lane ever again the same way. Ah, uh, I will drink your milkshake. It's a book that was adapted. Who wrote that? Was that a Cormac McCarthy thing? There. Wait a minute. There will. B blood book. Who wrote that? Uh, Is it called? There will be. Wasn't it called oil? It was called oil. The book was originally called oil. Oh, that must be old if it's written by Upton Sinclair. That's the dude who wrote The Jungle. Do you have to read The Jungle when you were in school about the Chicago uh, meatpacking industry? Holy fuck, that was required reading too. Yes. Upton Sinclair, there's a name from the past. Holy fuck. You're like, come on, saying end this damn thing. What are you doing? All right, I'll talk to you folks on Patreon a little bit. Thanks again. Oh, wait a minute. I got to do the asshole of the day. What am I doing? You idiot. Get your head out of your ass. Who is the asshole of the day today? Do you guys have any nominations? You know, I think I know who it is. Uh, I got to keep it real here. We are going way back in this podcast. What stands out to you? Your asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. See if anybody's thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Uh, Paintball drive-by shooters. Yes, absolutely. Chrissy Teigen. You could definitely make her a third-time winner. But uh, parents who hide their babies' names... I'm going with the NFK. You can't fucking shove O'Neill. All right? The NFK uh Hi O'Neill. He you know, I mean seriously, that, that uh that sweet boy does not have a mean bone in his body. You cannot be shoving my dog. He doesn't like that and you're gonna hurt his feelings. Thank you, Andrea. She agrees. The NFK gets it for shoving O'Neill. Go fuck yourself. So, if that happens again, man, you can be rest assured we're going to have to have a come to Jesus. Say, look, buddy, you cannot be shoving my dog, dick. Knock that shit off. No shoving. Hands to yourself. Dirk says, bring him in the studio and shout him down. Okay, folks, I'll talk to you on the Patreon. Thanks again. Till next time. Bye-bye.